helping moms reduce their overwhelm, feel calmer, feel more confident, feel more at ease, and just basically regulate their emotions more. And one of the things that I focus on is helping everyone realize like why we have emotions. They're not just, you know, a nuisance. They're not things that are getting in the way. Like there is a purpose to them. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, Buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey guys, as you're tuning into this episode of Mom Talks with Krista, I am your host, Krista, and we have a great episode for you guys today. I just talked with Stephanie Lopez. She is a mom mindset and emotion coach. She came up with the Brave Method that helps moms manage their emotions and do some inner work on themselves. It was such a cool conversation. Anyone just kind of looking to start doing some inner work to be the best parent they can be and be passionate and be kind of understand their emotions a little bit better. I highly recommend this episode for you. So it was just such a cool episode. She actually used to be a NASA psychologist. So that was kind of cool to hear about how she decided to pivot a little bit. And uh, yeah, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. All right. So we got that for coming for you. And guys, don't forget to stick around at the end for our mom tales of the week. And if you're not sure what that is, it is every single uh, week. We have you guys answer some questions, share some stories, and I'll be sharing some of our favorite ones after the episode. So stick around at the end and enjoy. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So first, can you just tell us a little bit about you and then we'll kind of go from there? Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll share my story first. So I grew up a type A high achiever goal of being perfect, you know, which is not possible, but that was the goal. (laughs) And like so many of us, right? And I, I struggled to, to like cope with difficult situations and to regulate my emotions. And I just felt like, I don't know how to control myself Uh, and, and I would get angry and explode and then I'd be good for several months and then it would happen again. And I'm like, like, what? what is wrong with me? Like other people don't struggle with this. And like, this is my internal, you know, monologue in those days. (laughs) And it left me feeling a bit broken and flawed. Like I really felt like, okay, something must be wrong with me. People don't struggle like this. And then when I was 25, I found the human element and it changed my entire life. Like everything just changed everything for me. And so we'll skip into now. And now I work with high achieving moms to help them show up the way that they want to be, to reduce their anxiety, to regulate their emotions, uh, to shift their mindset and communicate more effectively. And so that's like, that's my story. And then a little bit about me is I have two daughters one and a half and three and a half. And my background is in industrial organizational psychology. And I'm also a certified coach. 
Wow, that's awesome. So first, what was, you said the human, what was it called? Human mind? The human element. An element. Yeah. And is that a book? No, it's a workshop, actually. A wow. five-day workshop. Okay. It's designed for organizations. So usually the approach to, you know, improve organizational effectiveness tends to be like work on the systems and the processes and the policies. And this approach is like, how about we start with the people and help the people learn more about themselves, increase their self-awareness, reduce their defense mechanisms, communicate better. It just, it, there's more that to it, but it just was a life-changing experience for me. Wow. That sounds awesome. That sounds really cool. And so, so you talk about being an emotion coach. So what kind of led you to that path and what is an emotion coach too, for those of us listening that aren't familiar? When I say emotion coach, what I'm thinking is just helping moms reduce their overwhelm, feel calmer, feel more confident, feel more at ease, and just basically regulate their emotions more. And um, one of the things that I focus on is helping everyone realize like why we have emotions. They're not just, you know, a nuisance. They're not things that are getting in the way. Like there is a purpose to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Cause I think a lot of times I was just talking to someone about how like anger as an emotion is a lot of times a secondhand emotion. Like we usually yes. do that because something else is going on. So I think it's so important to dive into emotions. Like this is where I like fire up. So I'm like so excited for this conversation. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Emotions. Yeah. Cause I'm a, yeah. I'm a very emotional person. So me too. <laughs> All right. Well, we can like, we can bond on that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So how can a mom start to shift her mindset to improve her overall emotional health? And you kind of talk about that on your page a lot. Let's see. The two places that I start with clients is providing them foundational knowledge around the purpose of emotions. And then also what our brain does on autopilot, because so for the first part, Every emotion is backed by data. It is a neutral messenger providing you with information about what you need and what you desire. And if you find yourself ignoring or suppressing or numbing your emotions, and and my clients tend to numb their emotions by working nonstop. Um, So I just want to be clear, like numbing doesn't have to be like with you know, drugs or alcohol or anything intense. It could be, you know, work or shopping or, you know, (laughs) me too. (laughs) So when we numb, when we resist all of that, then that has the opposite impact of what we want. People tend to want to feel better. That Mm -hmm. makes our emotions persist. So that's one of the primary things that I focus on, just making sure they have that knowledge. And then the second thing that I found so helpful to equip them with in the beginning when we start working together is the primary functions of the brain. So a lot of times I find that my clients come to me with the conclusion that like something is wrong with me, kind of what I was describing at the the beginning, like why do I keep comparing myself and judging and making up these like really uh, dramatic, you know, things that are like not reality. And for example, like maybe like I'm overanalyzing or in my head and I can't get out of my head and I'm overthinking like all of these things. And it's like, okay, so our brain does five things automatically. And some of that, one of those things is comparison. So like your job's brain is to compare. 
So if you're getting down on yourself for comparing your job, your brain's doing what it's supposed to do. Where we get into trouble is by buying into that as being the truth. So if I compare myself and I think like I'm, you know, not doing a very good job, you know, because of your highlight reel on Instagram or whatever. And then I decide that, well, that, that must be a fact. Then this whole emotional cascade happens. So that's just like a gist of like part of what I dive into when we first start working together so they can shift their, their emotions. Oh, that's cool. Have you ever heard of the book, the monkey mind? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just read that, I think last year and I thought it was so, it just kind of jumped in my mind when you were kind of just talking about that, how like you naturally have these thoughts and that's like Mm -hmm. in the back of your mind, but you have to kind of train your brain to think the more positive or, you know, understand what's actually true and what's not actually true. Yeah. What is reality and what is just like our, you know, protector part trying to keep us safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So interesting. Cause yeah, I think a lot of times we tend to hear our inner voice all the time. So we're like, well, that must be true. Oh, yep. Just going to keep comparing yeah. myself. Cause it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be true. So that's what yep. you were previously a NASA psychologist. Mm-hmm. And so what kind of pushed you to leave that career and start coaching moms more specifically? Okay. So this was like an eight year journey, literally. <laughs> so this all started when I took the human element because that was when I started like within a year of starting of working at NASA. And at that time I was an organizational psychologist there. Um, But when I took this training, I decided literally on the first day of the five-day training, I'm like, I have to spread this to as many people as possible. Like something in me just knew that this was the work for me to do. And I had in the back of my mind, like, I think I could make the biggest impact with parents or working with children, but I didn't know how I'm like, well, I don't know if I could make enough money doing that. You know, I don't know how I would actually do it. So I just put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I focused on myself, you know, my personal growth, doing my own inner work, my professional growth. And my career was thriving. I got, you know, promoted to be working with executives across the NASA centers. And, but in the back of my mind, the whole time, I'm like, this is like, not what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I'm happy. It's a great, it's a fantastic place to work. But I just kept saying, oh, my second career or one day, you know, because a few people knew that I wanted to do this and they would ask occasionally. So I had all these rational reasons. Like, it's a great place to work. My career's thriving. I love this place. And while those were true, what it really came down to, and I'm going to share this because maybe it'll resonate with somebody, is it came down to fear, you know, fear of not having it all figured out, fear of failure, fear of like, how am I actually going to be able to pull this off? Like, is this something that anybody cares about or wants, you know, all of those fears. And then it wasn't until I had my second baby at the, basically when the pandemic hit, Mm. I went, I hit an all-time low. I was not in a good spot. It took me a couple months to get like to, you know, get to a better place. And I'm like, Oh my, like I have the tools to help myself. (laughs) I have the tools to, to 
help other people that are feeling this way right now. Like, what am I doing? And I I'm not really sure like what shifted, but I was like, this is it. Like I got to live the life that I want to live now. And, and even though I love working at NASA, it like now is the time. And so I officially left January, 2021. Wow. So that's like pretty, oh wait. So it was about yeah. a year, almost two years ago. Almost, almost one, 2021. Yeah. Oh, 2021. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I get so, ever since the pandemic, I get so messed up with years and stuff. I'm like, yes. where is it? Okay. So yeah, almost <laughs> one year now. Wow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's been, yeah. So I bet it's such a shift in your normal day to day, but being in a job and career that you're so passionate about too, yes. I doesn't feel as much like work either. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. And, and one thing is it's not as massive of a shift in terms of the work that I'm doing as it might sound because I was doing coaching as part of my role at NASA. So I was coaching around building self-awareness and helping people understand their emotions. And so it's like, I just took this piece and made it my whole job now. Um, but it was still, you know, part of what I did. This podcast is sponsored by mommy knows best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie? That's not only effective, but tastes good. Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready to eat lactation cookies. Perfect for on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, it's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies, traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. And so you talk about creating the brave method. So what is the brave method? So the most common program that is participated in is a five module course. It's called the brave accelerator. And in the first module, that's what I was talking about a lot at the beginning. I help moms gain a deeper understanding of their emotions and greater awareness of their emotions so that they can understand like, what is it telling me? How do I use this as data so that I can be more confident? In the second module, um, I help them learn how to leverage their emotions rather than resist them. And I know that language sometimes doesn't click with people, but basically if you are trying to control how you feel and control how other people feel, including your husband and your children, (laughs) then that like that content is going to really help. And so it really helps people begin to make choices to reflect like their authentic self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the third module, we dive into defense mechanisms, which is one of my most favorite thing to talk about in the world, because defense mechanisms are not at all what people think they are. A lot of times people conclude like their personality Mm -hmm. is this way. And it's actually a lot of defense mechanisms playing into that. And so when we're defending ourselves from, we think we're defending ourselves from other people we're actually defending ourselves from feeling our own negative feelings. 
Ooh. Every single time. Like we're not ever defending ourselves from other people. I mean, I mean, if there's like physical situation, obviously, or a tiger, you are defending yourself from other people, but <laughs> right. from an emotion, I'm like, let me clarify from an right. emotional perspective. So what I do in the third module is I help them become aware of all of that so they can see how these negative patterns are holding them back and they can build stronger relationships with other people as a result of that awareness. And then in the fourth module, we dive even deeper into the root cause. So I find like so often um, symptoms are addressed, but not the root cause. And when we just address the symptoms of what we see, then we're going to keep on running into the same situation over and over again. So it really helps women gain more confidence and directly resolve the root cause of the issues that are coming up for them. And then in the last module, I focus on self-acceptance, you know, self-compassion, self-love so that they can turn all of their progress into long lasting results, because ultimately that's what it comes down to. Oh, that's awesome. I love that there's different modules and like, it's ultimately like I was just talking in a previous interview too, about how it's all a journey. Like there's not going to be like a flick of a switch. And we're good to go. It's wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> right. So press this button. You're good. You're good. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check that so, box. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, like self-love is a journey. And so I think it's cool to show they like, take them kind of through that journey and be like, here's your homework. Kind of there's different things you can do. Yes, absolutely. There's concrete actions that you can take. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what's something that moms that are listening right now, what's something that they can do today to start working on their inner selves? Okay. Let's see. Okay. So, I mean, ultimately it comes down to building your self-awareness more. Most of my clients come to me and they're like, I'm really self-aware and you are. And self-awareness is like a staircase that has no top no top. So you can always learn more about yourself. So it comes down to building your self-awareness and then using proven tools. So what can they do? Like one concrete thing is like when you feel triggered, whether it's from your child or your husband or your mother-in-law, whoever it is, that's a massive signal that it's time to self-reflect. What the world teaches us is it's the other person and there's somebody to blame and they made me feel it comes down to that is something that you have not healed within yourself. And that is, that's an opportunity for you to look at, okay, what insecurity is being triggered right now? And so that, yeah. And then I have lots and lots of recommendations packed into a, a free guide that I have too. So I'm happy to share that as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, definitely we can share like a, a link below, you know, on all the show notes and stuff too. Cause I think that would be, yeah. Super beneficial. I mean, yeah, that just like my mind just went like, that's so cool. Cause it's yeah. true. It's, I think there's definitely that mindset where it's like, Oh, everyone's the problem. You know, yes. it's not me. Like I'm doing this, you know, it's not me, but, um, to be able to look inward and say, okay, why is that triggering to me? Or why is that upsetting to me? Um, and kind yes. of ask ourselves those questions. Yeah. And then I, fu- I found with myself and with my clients, when we start to bring it back to ourselves, I actually feel more empowered and you feel more empowered because the world isn't just happening to you for once. It's like, okay, there's actually something that I can do about this, no matter what's happening in the world, which Mm -hmm. is, yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of like that quote of, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it's, it's like not what happens to you. It's like how you react to it or like so many things can happen in your life and whatever, but it's more about how you actually react to it or how you respond to things. Absolutely. And we know this is true because there's people out in the world who have experienced the exact same things, even if it's something as basic as they went to the same meeting and they walked out with totally like one person's pissed off and one person's like, wow, the future of the company, or I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, it it, it comes back to you. Yeah. It's, we're never responding to the world. We're always responding to our interpretation of it. And we control our interpretation. We choose it. Well, that's so cool. I could like talk about this stuff forever. I think I find it so fascinating because just as we kind of do the work on ourselves and we kind of see like, oh, I do have more power in a in not a controlling way, but I have more power in how I respond and how my mindset is. So I think that's that's amazing what you do. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, thank you so um, much. Yeah. And so I always like to end these interviews with a fun thinking question, I call it. So if you could have, and you've shared so many awesome tips, so it might be one of those, but if you could have a billboard made today where you'd share one tip with moms everywhere, what would you have it say? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest thing that is coming to mind right now is you can take all the parenting courses that you want and learn like how you should what you should say to your child and what you should do with your child in this, but ultimately it's all going to come back to you. That's a temporary fix. And the way that you're showing up is going to transfer to them. And that's why it creates like these generational curses or trauma that people say. So, so, I mean, this is like way too long for a billboard. (laughs) I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, wait a second. What you were saying, I kind of forgot it was on a billboard. I was like, yeah, okay, great. Okay. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. So, anyways, it comes back to you. So, you, I highly encourage you to do the work for yourself. And if you don't know what that means, I'm happy to share, you know, my free guide. But really, it just comes down to increasing your self acceptance and healing your insecurities, you know, because. Oh, oh my gosh. I just feel like sharing this right now. I'm going a little bit off on a tangent, but I was thinking about like the perspective that my children have given me and and hopefully this will resonate with others. But what I learned with my first baby, when she was born, it was just reinforced the concept of self-love. It was reinforced so much because I saw straight out of the womb, she didn't have all of these insecurities and these inhibitions and these defenses. She loved, you know, loves every single part of herself and just like fully, like, it doesn't matter if her belly is like super big from eating a whole bunch of stuff or whatever it is. Like she just appreciates herself. And it's like, actually the doing the work is getting closer and closer and closer to that, mm-hmm. you know, to I who we were. Yeah. And so that has just been so inspiring as a mom. And I wanted to share that in case like others watching have felt that too. Yeah. That's so beautiful. That actually, that reminds me of a, a reel I just saw where they were saying a quote and it's, they said, it's not about the learning. It's about the unlearning sometimes. 
And, yeah. and so that made me think of, yeah, going back to the beginning before you learn to hate yourself or you learn mm-hmm. you to, you know, critique your flaws or whatever it is, you know, go back to the beginning, go back to when you were fresh and you loved yourself fully. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So where can everyone find you on Instagram, all your links, your modules and all that good stuff? You can find me on Instagram at best.self.mama. And my free guide is at brave-method.com. And I have a super, super affordable five-day challenge that is according to people that have taken it, eye-opening, life-changing, and one person even said better than their current therapist. So (laughs) if you want to shift your, yeah, if you want to shift your mindset, I can give you the link for that too. Awesome. Yeah. We'll put all the links in the show notes as well. So that is awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Stephanie. This was a really eye-opening I think multiple times my jaw actually dropped. I was like, that's so cool. Like it was just cool. Like the way you worded everything. So thank you so much for coming on. This was an awesome episode. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. All right, guys, it's time for a new segment called mom tales of the week, where we post different questions on our social media, just to get your take on motherhood for you to share your funny, emotional, deep, or just awesome stories in regards to motherhood. So we've had a lot of fun doing this so far, um, asking all kinds of questions. So this week, the question is, tell us a time when you went into mama bear mode and why. So as I kind of mentioned last week, I read the responses for the first time with you guys. because I think it makes it a little more fun. I am so excited for this question. Let's see what we got. All right. First up is Nicole Broussard. When I had my first, and he was about six months old, we were at Hobby Lobby. I noticed that the same man kept popping up every single aisle we were on, yet never had anything in the basket he was pushing, and never really looked at anything. I go to the checkout, and he gets in the line right behind me. But he only has something he just grabbed off the rack while at the checkout line. I look back, and I see him suddenly reach out and touch my son. Oh my gosh. I tell him loudly to please stop, step back. He then does it again. I told him he should go to another line. He then reached for my son with both hands. Oh my gosh. I looked at him, told him if he moved an inch closer, I am not afraid to protect my child with any force necessary. Suddenly store personnel appeared all around me and it seemed like I was going to be in trouble for threatening him. They then held the man there until the police came. They couldn't arrest him because nothing actually happened, despite others agreeing with me about what happened. The manager made sure we made it to my vehicle and then followed me home and made sure we made it home safely. The police held him there until we made it home. I believe that's the moment that triggered my anxiety, but I was willing to do anything to protect my baby. Holy crap. Okay. That is traumatizing. And I mean, that's, that's one of those things where you say you have to listen to your gut. If you think someone is following you like that and don't be afraid to speak up, there's definitely been moments where I've been at the store and I've felt like someone just kept appearing in different aisles. So you have to be very aware of your surroundings. I've even told people before that if I felt like someone was following me, that I would wait to walk up to my car. Or once I did, I would do an extra loop around so that they didn't know like which direction I lived or just to make sure the car wasn't actually following me. Man, I commend you, Nicole. That is, um, 
that is really tough and really scary. I, I don't even know how, like, oh my gosh, how to not, you know, be anxious from something like that happening to you. Next one is Arpita. A couple of months back, my toddler was messing with a particularly broken door handle of a bedroom I was in. Managed to close the door with me inside the room and pulled the door handle completely off. Oh my gosh. I was locked inside and did not have my phone. My toddler and crawling infant were on the other side of the door. As soon as my toddler realized what had happened, she started to scream mama and bang on the door, to which my baby started crying too. I don't know what came over me, but I just went into straight mama bear mode. Without any panic, with absolute resolute, I slammed the door a few times with the side of my body and broke the door frame and got out. I was super sore after, but I don't think I would normally have that kind of physical strength. That is amazing. Okay, so that makes me think of those stories where you hear of like, the mom having superpower strength when like, yeah, if her, kid, her kids are trapped somewhere, like lifting up a car or, wow, that's amazing. You are a full-on superhero, Ar- Arpita. That is an amazing story. Talk about that mom strength. Wow. All right, next one is from Megan E. Six weeks before I was due with my son, my mother-in-law started getting jealous. Without flat out saying it, she found ways of saying I was going to be a bad mom and that I wasn't going to be well-rounded unless she took him and experienced things with him. She went on and on about saying what she was going to do with him for his first birthday, six weeks before he was even born. After he was born, she kept saying she was going to take him and called him her little man repeatedly. We finally got her to stop, but last Halloween was the final straw and the start of major boundaries and no or low contact when she freaked out that she didn't get to see my son for Halloween. That was his first holiday and she missed it. He was born in June, mind you. She crossed so many boundaries and is a huge narcissist. She kept trying to one-up me and bought him close to 20 gifts for his first Christmas. On Memorial Day, she threatened to kick my butt if I said another time that she lacked empathy. We haven't spoken since. I've made it clear so many times that my mom card trumps hers and that a title does not entitle you to a relationship. She hates my guts and won't speak to me, but will go through my husband on things. She is so toxic and I really had to be mama bear with her. She's extremely jealous of me being, being the mom of, and of any time my family gets with my son. She keeps score and tells me I can't call him my son because she's, he's my husband's too. So I have called, have to call him our son. It's a huge trigger for her. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. I'm really sorry you have to deal with that. That's really tough. And I'm proud of you for making boundaries very clear because it's, it's hard. It's hard when there's other people coming in and expecting things without actually communicating what their expectations are. You know, I think that's a lot of, a lot of the issues. Wow. I am really sorry you have to deal with that. Thank you for sharing. That's, that sounds like something that's, is something your family is still kind of dealing with. So I know it's probably fresh in your mind. So hopefully there's some resolute or something that your, you know, your husband can back you up on as well. All right. Rachel Hibbard. Uh, when Carrie started kindergarten, 
She was being bullied really badly by one of her classmates. It was an everyday thing, so she told her teacher, but the teacher's response was, no one likes a tattletale. (gasps) Are you kidding me? There are no words to even describe how mad I was. I had strong words to the teacher the, with the teacher the next day and didn't have any incidents after that. Oh my gosh. Okay, a teacher is supposed to help with bullying and like help kids all feel heard and understood. And I can't believe she said no one likes a tattletale. Wow. And that's so powerful for your daughter to be able to go up to the teacher and say, Hey, I'm getting tattled on like to ask for help. That is good for you, mom, for, you know, standing up for your daughter and speaking to the teacher because that's unacceptable. Okay. Next one is from Shayla L. I still feel my blood boil when I think of this. I was at the park with my then four-year-old. She was playing, playing quietly in the sandbox when a boy a little bit older came by and started kicking sand at her. I yelled over to her to come by me. And just, just as I did that, his mom was also telling her son to stop kicking. I thought, oh good, she's trying to help. But then she picks up my daughter and brings her back over to the sandbox and says, what's your name? This is my son. You two can be friends. I never got up so quickly and grabbed my daughter's hand. I said, please don't grab and pick up my daughter. She looked at me like I was crazy and said, I just wanted them to be friends. I said, that's fine for kids to make friends, but you don't need to grab my child and force them. How would you feel if he'd that to you? She didn't know what to say, and I just left. Oh my gosh. What is with people feeling like it's okay to grab, reach towards, touch another person's child? I mean, talk about boundaries and teaching. I think teaching boundaries as children is so important. You know, we don't just go up and grab an adult. So why do we think it's okay to go up and grab someone else's child? They're not a little, I know it's like not a doll for us to play with. Wow. That is a lot of restraint you have because I know a lot of parents that might not have the same restraint. That is, that's really tough. Wow. These were, I was going to say awesome stories, not awesome, you know, in the way that you want it to happen, but I think they were just great stories to share. If you are listening to this and you're like, oh, that reminds me of a time I went into mama bear mode, something comment on our post. It's on Instagram. It's in, on Facebook in our Facebook group. Let's hear these stories. There's, there's gotta be a lot of stories like this. Wow. Thank you everyone for sharing. Those are, we're just going to share five today, but we had a lot of awesome responses, of course. And if you guys want to check out our mom tales, they are posted every week. We're kind of switching it up. Last week they were posted Friday. This week they're posted or they used to be posted on Monday. So just check out our page on social media. Mommy knows best. And we're going to get some more questions posted soon. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.